Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others, and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. So we are going to rejoin our conversation about the best advice that Heidi and I have received over the years. We hope it's been encouraging and helpful to you as you think through how you're parenting, if there's any changes you want to make. And today we're going to jump back in and finish out the list. Absolutely. But as a reminder, what we did in episode five and six, that these are not in a particular order. These are not absolutes. Also, we want to keep balance, keep it between the ditches. Too far extreme on either side is going to be dangerous. Right. Which is actually a great transition to our first one for today. Say it, mean it, stick to it. Yeah. So, you know, if you can't hold your ground on something, then maybe just bite your tongue and don't talk about it. Consistency is huge for kids. When we toss around these kind of idle threats. Yeah. And kids understand. They know when we say things, we're not going to follow through with them. And it just bleeds dishonesty. Mm Mm-hmm. In what we say. Yeah. And it gives the kids this sense that, oh, I can manipulate mommy. Mm -hmm. Um, If I can get her to DEFCON 12 in her anger Mm -hmm. (laughs) over something, I know she's not going to follow through. So let's just keep pushing. Exactly. So number 17, say it, mean it, stick to it. All right. Number 18, start with the end in mind. And if you hang around ABC Jesus Loves Me very long, you're going to hear me talk about this one a lot because there are so many truths to this statement. Yeah, absolutely. And it's easy to overlook when you have teeny tiny little ones in your house. Um, You are in the thick of handling infants and preschoolers and toddlers. It is very difficult to imagine that four-year-old as an 18-year-old. Exactly. But you want to think about how do I want this child to behave as a four-year-old or an 18-year-old? So let let me give you some examples here. If I don't want my child to graze from people's plates at the age of five, I want them to sit down at the dinner table, then we want to do that training at 16 months for the child to sit and eat with the rest of the family. Absolutely. And likewise, if we want our kids to listen to us respectfully when they're 16 and in the throes of hormones and all the things, then we need to begin training when they're three and four. So always ask yourself, is this behavior something that I want to see in three, five, 10 years? And what do I need to do right now? Of course, there are age appropriate behaviors, but we're always working towards that end goal of releasing a child who loves God and loves others. Absolutely. Okay. If mama ain't happy, no one is happy. I have found this to be true in my house and there is something to my mood. Mm -hmm. It steers the ship. It sets the tone. Yeah. 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 My husband often tells me attitude reflects leadership. Yeah, for sure. And this is a kind of a moment for you to do a heart check. Mm -hmm. Go to God, ask him, Lord, what sin in me is causing this ugliness? I will tell you, I have never had a child respond, um, you know, with loving obedience, I'll say when I am crabby. Exactly. They may obey, but is that really the heart of obedience that I'm looking for? No. Number 20 kind of goes along with this one, 
but give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. You know, my high expectations of myself expect me to be on top of it all, all the time, everywhere, but it's not going to happen. No, I can't be all to all. Right. And it's okay. I mean, God's grace is sufficient for those moments Mm -hmm. and admitting, especially in front of our kids that, man, I just don't have the energy, the bandwidth to do whatever it is that's Mm -hmm. before me. I think that's really helpful because it teaches our children that they also don't have to be on all the time. Right. And this isn't an excuse. This isn't this idea of, well, God gives me grace, so I don't have to blank. This is true grace. Right. It's we're falling back on Christ in me. So I'm not denying that I can't do the will of God with Christ mm. in me. It's saying I have reached the end of myself. And that mm-hmm. is usually a red flag that something's out of kilter. That I'm trying to do something in my own power. Right. Right. All right. Number 21, have a budget and stick to it. Oh, this is so hard. It is. And I think it's especially hard because we live in a society that you see it, you want it, you buy it. Yeah. You deserve it, right? You d- deserve Oh, very much so. And especially, I, I mean, how many times have I found myself looking at a box in front of my door going, what did I order from Amazon? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things here, right? First of all is we're called to be good stewards of our Mm -hmm. finances. So think through, is this something that I need? Um, Is this something that as a family we've decided to purchase? And just Mm -hmm. like with parenting, what are your end financial goals? Oh, that's great. And I'm not even talking about retirement, but just for the end of the year, for the end of the Mm -hmm. month, kind of take it in smaller chunks set goals. Financial goals are just as important as physical goals, spiritual goals. So this is a great topic to sit down with your husband and make some good decisions about. That's very good. I have a friend, she and her husband do wait time. So on big purchases, they have to wait. They made an agreement in their marriage that they were going to wait so many days before they would pull the trigger on some big items. And that has been very healthy for their marriage. That's a great idea. And it's never too early to start teaching your kids about money too. The principle of you know money is a gift just like anything else it's a blessing from the lord mm-hmm. we are called to use it wisely let's talk about you know can we be generous givers to the church is there someone in need that we could bless and saving saving for like you said either a fun big purchase that right. helps teach them patience and self-control mm-hmm. but also good stewardship and whether we like it or not we are modeling to our children we are teaching them money management we are. because they are watching to see what we have done and there are several ideas on the parenting to impress blog that we will link in the show notes for you to teach money management even starting in preschool awesome heidi and i have learned in our 17, 18 plus years of parenting that even among our Christian friends whom we love dearly, Mm -hmm. we don't all parent the same. Well, and it was a shock to me. Mm -hmm. I really came into parenting assuming that all the families we went to church with would have the same expectations and limitations on their children. Right. And they did not. No. When we think about, I mean, I'm going to use the term worldly friends. So that is friends that maybe we don't go to church with or don't do, mm-hmm. you know, life groups with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have the expectation that, of course, they'll do things differently. You know, they aren't following the Lord. Exactly. But when it's your sister in Christ and something happens and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I thought we were doing this the same way. Well, and we can sit across the table with each other knowing that we do not parent the same. 
And yet we can still sit across the table right. because our end goal is still the same and we're still working towards that path. Yep. Okay. 23. Oh, this is one of my favorites. It is. These last three, I think, are the most important. We just said there were no more important ones, Heidi. Well, you're right. You're right. But I've got to say, these are the ones that have made the biggest difference on my parenting journey. Okay. So number 23, spend time in the word daily and pray without ceasing. Yeah. This is key to being, being a mom. And, you know, when I originally started ABC Jesus Loves Me and Parenting to Impress, um, I had littles and they were sucking the life out of me (laughs) and I needed refreshing. But now that I have teens and preteens, I can say they still suck the life out of me and I need to be refueled. I cannot do it on my own. And my husband will say that God took Heidi to a place in her life that it was not even an option not to have a quiet time. I had to have that quiet time. I could not continue my life as it was headed. Yeah. And I can definitely attest to, um, there have been seasons in my quiet time that were just joyful. I was excited. I anticipated getting Mm -hmm. up in the morning to spend time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then there were seasons where it was truly a spiritual discipline. I was doing it because I knew it was good for me. I heard a pastor ask the question, would you give up 1% of your day if you knew it would transform you? 1% of your day. Well, Of course, 1% of my day, of course I would. Do you know that 1% of your day is 15 minutes? 15 minutes, that's all it is. And 15 minutes in the word, praying will transform your day. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, what's number 24? 24, gather godly women to be in the trenches with you. Yeah, so important. This is important. We know that we are hardwired for relationship, for Mm -hmm. community. And husband's fantastic role in our lives, obviously God-given role in our lives, but there is something about your sister in Christ who is walking similar paths, maybe not the exact Mm -hmm. same, but a similar path that you can commiserate with, Mm -hmm. you can bounce ideas off of. Mm Yeah. I mean, how many times, Heidi, has this been hours long conversations of, and then this happened, what should I do about this? I need advice for this. And I come home after those times meeting with you in a sandwich shop and I was rejuvenated and I was excited to face the next day. But I think one of the things that I came into my early parenting journey is I had an idea almost a hallmark idea of what these godly friendships were going to look like. And I thought they were going to include getting together weekly while our kids played at a playground and none of them have been that way. And it wasn't until I allowed the friendships to be what they were that the friendships actually blossomed. We do that with a lot of relationships. We have expectations we carry into them. Right. And it's not until the Lord says, or how about you try it my way, mm-hmm. that we have that veil lifted. And like you mm-hmm. said, you you get to see the beauty, the fruit mm-hmm. that comes from letting those friendships be what they were intended to be in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Melanie, let's just share some ideas of how we have kept friendships, ours, with other people. I'll start. Um, I have a friend 
who actually helps me with ABC Jesus Loves Me. She attends conferences with me. We live about 30 minutes apart, but we vox between each other. It's a free app that we talk to each other every day about, hey, just checking in. How are you doing? How are the kids? And we do a devotional together, and we don't talk about every page. Just as we're going through it, I will say, hey, this stuck out to me. What did you see in this? And so we don't even have to be in the same place, and we can still have that accountability, that encouragement. Yeah, those are great ideas. Marco Polo is another free Mm -hmm. app. My sister and I actually use that one um, and just kind of say, hey, how can I be praying for you today? She'll Marco Polo me back real quick. Um, So that's another one. I take walks. We call them friend walks. And Mm -hmm. I just call up and say, hey, you know, do you want to go walk for 20 minutes? It's just enough time to kind of check in with each other, see what's going on. And then there are those things that we have to plan for. I have Mm -hmm. two girlfriends and we had fallen to the wayside and we had to be really intentional to say, okay, one Wednesday a month. Can we commit to one night? It's just for an hour. We set timers on our phones. It feels kind of business-like, but in order to make that time, that's what we do, and it works. Exactly. exactly. And I think that is so wise right there. You have to do what works. We also want to point you to women who are a little bit ahead of you in Mm -hmm. years and experience. Um, So this might not be specifically what you would call a friendship, but Mm -hmm. kind of like a mentor, somebody who could disciple you, just somebody you could ask some questions of, hey, when you had an Mm 11-year-old. What did that look like in your home? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, very much so. And so I think the godly women in the trenches with you and the older woman, sometimes that's the same, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not. Sometimes this... older woman is somebody that you would never hang out with on a Friday night and you wouldn't necessarily have her and her family over to your home, but it's somebody that you meet with for accountability and for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then my second point that I would say about this one is I, I hear from so many moms on our Facebook groups that say, but I don't have anybody. There's nobody. There's nobody in our church. There's nobody in my neighborhood. What do I do? I think the Facebook groups like the ABC Jesus Loves Me and Parenting to Impress, Mm -hmm. phenomenal ways to connect with women regardless of where you live. But I also think when we are vulnerable uh, with others, so if that's someone in your church or a neighbor, and just sharing your heart, like I'm really struggling with Mm -hmm. friendships. It's been my experience She's feeling the same thing too. Yes. That lie from Satan that you are alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I would also add pray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pray. Ask God to open your eyes. And you know, I prayed for several years for a mentor. And the person that God gave me, I didn't even realize till literally four years into our friendship. I was like, this is the woman I've been praying for. But it was not a case of she fit my check marks of what this mentor should look like. But yet I had prayed all this time, but yet my eyes weren't open to what God was doing. So there might be a case that God's already provided it, but for whatever reason, you have closed the door thinking, oh, this can't be. Yeah. When you think about Christian friendship, This is the place for a trusted person who will hold you accountable. And so you don't want a yes woman. You need somebody who is going to speak truth truth into your life and and ask the hard questions. Um, Now, again, 
just like Heidi always says, keep it between the ditches. You also don't need somebody who is a negative Nancy, who right. is constantly naysaying everything you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also don't need somebody who is telling you every idea you have is great. Very true. You want truth in that relationship. Grace with yep. truth. Yep. Very good. Yep. So in closing, we've covered 25 different points, different tips that we've learned along the way. And I would encourage you, don't become overwhelmed with these. Take this list. We will write them out in the blog post so that you can see them and take that list to God in prayer and say, God, what's one that I need to focus on right now? Because the days can be very long in parenting, but Melanie and I can attest to the fact that the years are incredibly short. Cling to the moment and don't let them slip by. Thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. We invite you to visit the abcjesuslovesme.com and parentingtoimpress.com website, as well as join the Parenting to Impress private Facebook group. Check out the show notes for more information about topics shared in the episode. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with your friends.